Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 144, recorded live on Saturday, March 13th, 2010. And here are your hosts, the man who suggested a majority of today's topics, Dave Pillay. I actually have the majority? Yes, because your other co-host is the man who really hasn't done anything for this episode, Andy Lowe. Hi. And our guest this week is the man who now holds the record for the quickest turnaround for guesting in any shape or the form, Johnny Nero. And possibly the least amount of time to prepare for an episode now. Well, that's what we meant by quickest turnaround. Well, no. Oh, okay. And that you've, you've guested not twice in a row, but as close to twice in a row as any of our guests. Yeah. Last episode was 140, and so Johnny is now... Five episodes? Yeah, jo- Johnny's holding the records now. It was that's five right. episodes, right? We're at 145, that's what you said? Yes. It's, yeah, that's right. Screw you, Mo, you jerk. <laughs> Episode title? Oh, was a jerk. <laughs> but yeah, Dave, you actually no, one, have you have one forty four. Yes. Okay. I just said one forty five, and you said yes. No, I said one forty four. Okay. Well, well, you can just rewind it if you want to see if I'm wrong, because I, I have rewind it. I don't have that power. Well, when you listen to it, you can rewind it and double check. Yes, oh, but I would just rewind. Check. I just start it. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Fine, but yes. The rewind, I'd have to listen past it first. Yes. God, it's been a long, long week. Has it been a long week, Andy? It has been. I noticed uh, episode 143 didn't come out on a Monday. I know. It's because there was, well, if you remember, my computer was in the middle of basically getting reinstalled with everything. Yep. And then also that Sunday was basically the first full day of curling nationals and so i was at the curling rink from about the first draw was at eight till about 11 o'clock at night on sunday well that's pretty impressive yeah so we watched four draws five yeah about 20 games that day got to see uh schuster play what's each of the the beginnings their ends right yes their yeah, ends. ends such a bizarre game by the way i'd like to announce right now um not absolutely sure if this is going to happen but akalon and i after watching the olympic curling games and tweeting to each other when i move up to seattle he and i are, are going to make a run for 2014 well nationals all you got to do is sh- well to get to worlds you'll have to qualify it yeah, it's it's kind of funny. The the women's teams at nationals, all they had to do to qualify for nationals was to submit their application. <laughs> the men's team actually had to qualify at some other previous event. But yeah, did it did, wasn't there like a story like the team that finished second at like the world championships or like the Olympic trials or something in the U.S. was just a bunch of guys who got together on the weekend? Yeah, most most of these guys are the guys that just get together on the weekend. <laughs> Or one or two times during the week. This is not a uh, professional. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was just—it was just funny because Akalon and I were uh, tweeting back and forth watching this, and of course, he's—you know—he apparently knows the sport well enough that he actually tutors at the Seattle uh, Curling Club. I just recently found out there's a curling club here in Houston, which surprised the hell out of me because it's been around for 30 years. Um, <laughs> but even I could watch some of the games and, and look at it and be like. What the hell are you doing? I so would not do that in this situation. So we, we might have a strong team. Who knows? Well, cool. I, I'll, hey, man, if you get to 2014, let me know. I will support you who are whatever your, way I can. Who are your other two going to be, though? No clue. <laughs> Andy! <laughs> uh, I'm in Kalamazoo. I, you can't really do a... a uh, from a distance sort of curling team that that will not work there's got to be a way that you can set up with like gps or something so that basically you have two curling rinks playing one game and so like 
like someone shoots a rock on one end and it like sends via the internet like its yeah, position but, to a computer on the other end, which you place that rock there and then you shoot your rock mm-hmm. and back and forth and back and forth. It's a little it'll maybe a little bit involved, but there's got to be a way some, uh, to do that. You could. You could uh, if you equipped all the rocks with like RFID tags. Well, they already have um, electronics inside the rocks. That's how they. Uh, That's how they were able to do the positioning. No, the hog line. The hog line. Yes, um, the the guy who's throwing the stone has to release the stone by the hog line. It's the black line. Okay. That you see on there. And, and it's how they made sure that he released it by them. Yes, there's basically an electronics in there that measures the resistance of the handle. So. <laughs> Because the hu- human touching the handle will greatly change yeah, the resistance. Yeah, it alters the resistance. So that's how your touch screen works. Yeah, and that's how those touching lamps work and everything. Right. Um, and so there's a there's a basically an electronic eye on the uh, on the ice that can tell as soon as the stone crosses the line, and if the resistance is still changed because the human touching it, the light will there is a light on the stone that will actually blink red to say that it's a burned stone you should stop it immediately and other t- if it isn't there's actually a green light that will go on for a bit to say that the stone is clean nice oh wow Jai, the only issue i would have with that idea is that you you can't possibly be exact enough when you're placing the stone true i mean it's not going to be it's not going to be the absolute perfect system but i'm pretty sure you could probably i mean i know it's a game of inches but like if you're you know, like a centimeter off or something like that. Or even, this gets like really expensive. You could have like LEDs, like it embedded in the ice so that like it, it calculates like which LEDs need to light up in the shape and size of the yeah, rock. Yeah, but then you, you can't bounce off of it. No, but what I'm saying is that you put on the other end, you place a rock right over those lights. Yeah, but the, the LEDs, again, the, the precision isn't going to be there. Right. Well, normally you have cameras that are hanging above the ceiling that are centered on the ice surface themselves. If you can calibrate the two cameras to be exactly in the same position compared to the ice surfaces... Hmm. You can get it pretty damn close. I mean, you could probably get it to within, like, a centimeter. Yeah. But that one centimeter is going to drastically change how your rock is going to ricochet off of that rock. Yeah, that is true. Plus, with only half the uh, stones going down the ice at a time, each the ice yeah, is going to be... Yeah, it's going to change the ice and how the game plays. Yeah, because you could have one team that just plays all up and down the right side of the ice, and so that side's going to get worn, and the other side's going to get frosty, yet the other team could be playing on the left side, and yep. it could just be flipped, and so each each team's going to... Of gonna... course, that, I mean, all that changes is what you have to deal with. Yeah, but it, it could change the strategy of yeah, how it, it the... Won't, it won't prepare you properly. No. But if you're just playing for fun, then yeah, it works. <laughs> Yeah, this will definitely be a four fun game. Hmm. Tell that to the Swedes. <laughs> By the way, I I, I hate making a, a joke like this, but did it look like the Swedish, at least the women's team, were all IKEA workers? Wow. Dave, have you actually been to the IKEA in Canton? I have been, uh, yes, several times. Th- th- those people aren't Swedish. There's I'm nothing... not talking about the people. I'm talking about their uniforms. Oh, their uniforms. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Sweden really uh, accepts their whole blue and gold. Um, yeah, clearly. Quite open-armed, so everything there is blue and gold. It's Well, if you think about it, the Swedish flag, the Norwegian flag, the Danish flag, the Finnish flag are all basically the same thing, and the only thing that distinguishes them is their color. Mm. So all the Scandinavian countries, they, they have to accept those colors wholeheartedly, like the Norwegian pants. <laughs> Man, I would love to get a pair of those pants. 
those pants were pretty sweet. I think there was more people talking about the pants than there were about the actual, like, Norwegian curling team. It was just more about the pants. Well, because pretty yeah. much this year for curling, it came down to Canada or China. I mean, there really weren't any other teams that were really, like, giving them a... Well, maybe the UK. Wait, but... I, I thought the uh, Norway won the women's. Huh? Not Norway. I thought Sweden won the women's. Really? I thought so. No, I thought hmm. Sweden was... No. Yeah, Sweden, because Sweden beat Canada. Yeah. So, yeah, Sweden Sweden was... Canada beat China in the semifinals, and Sweden beat someone else, and then Sweden beat Canada. Yeah. Wow. For the women's. Yeah, the, the men's team, the Great Britain was actually supposed to do a lot better than they did, but they got... It, it was a close game against... Uh, Great Britain was playing against... Jeez, the games were just like a week or so ago. I should know these things. They were, because I was in Florida. <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks. Because I was in Florida two weeks ago. Yes. Because last week we did Cahill. Yes. God, it's been a long week. <laughs> really? Oy. All right, should we try and hit some of the topics that Dave has suggested for this episode? We can hit some of the ones... Well, I, I did suggest most of these. Mm-hmm. Well, we could just make it random access curling talk. <laughs> uh, you guys go ahead and have fun with that. I'll just go and get, like, more tea or something. More red cabbage? Yes. My super nutritious breakfast of red cabbage and oolong tea. Mmm, cabbage. It's tasty. Mm. It's nice because you can just, like, take it out of the fridge, cut a slice, and eat. That and the coleslaw dressing on top of it. No, no, no dressing. No dressing? No nothing. No salt, pepper, nothing. No seasoning. Just take it out, cut a wedge, and eat. Okay, that's slightly crazy. I've gone through half a cabbage. <laughs> Dave is a simple man, Andy. A very, very simple man. And don't you forget... Wait a minute. <laughs> Andy, why did you link a Flash quiz? Because I thought it was quite interesting. It was fun. It's also impossible. I haven't been able to finish it yet. What is it? It, It's the impossible quiz. It's also 8 megabytes large, so it takes a little while to load. But the the quiz um, is kind of hard. Like, you have to, like, think outside of the box for some of the things. Like, there's one there where it has these little green things on the right side and a green thing on the left side, and you're supposed to touch the two green things without touching any of the space in between. So you actually have to move outside of the window and around. Yeah, I'm trying to... Are are you waiting for... I'm going to... No, I'm not on my parents' computer. I'm on mine, so I shouldn't have the sound coming through here like we did last time I was on. (laughs) Click the answer, okay? Mouse on here, okay? Yeah, I still don't know why the answer to number seven is the answer that it is, but... Square root of onion. Mm-hmm. Carrot. No! Damn. <laughs> this oh, is like two plus two shallots. is chair, isn't it? It's, it's the root of an onion is a shallot. Yep. Wow, that's loud. Hang on. Yeah, you, you should turn it down. Oh, damn it. Green and yellow. Yep. Ow. Oh, that's all. <laughs> okay, we gotta stop doing this. <laughs> this has like been 10 minutes of silence of all of us going, uh, uh. I can get up to about 20 and then I haven't figured out 20 at all. Okay, fuck you, number four. <laughs> Which one's number four? The out of order. Hmm. Where it's just a, it, one of the boxes is the random correct answer. No, um, number four, the the answer is the answer. Yeah, I still have. So let's click the answer, and the answer is right there. Oh. Uh, okay. I, you know, I think I did this one a long time ago. I don't remember what I got up to. It was pretty high. I'm, I'm at- actually surprised I got the can a match box question on the first try. Surprised myself on that. Oh, uh, I got up to twenty two. But I do like the I do like the the puzzles and stuff on because puzzles on the internet are fun things like with that whole portal puzzle from last week. Oh man, that was so cool! And and speaking of portal, by the way, yeah, this isn't a topic that we've listed, but um, but it has been officially. This is going to be a very boring topic with us just playing the game. No, well, I, that's what I'm doing right now. Portal, okay. Portal is 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 a good it's a good topic. What about portal? Portal Two has been officially announced. Yes. Woo-hoo! 
with, with multiplayer. Multiplayer. Andy and was possibly, talking about that. And possibly the... co-op multiplayer. That's the, that's what yeah. I really find well, interesting about it. See, that's the thing, though. Andy was talking about this to me before the show and say, like, oh, man, I can't wait for Portal 2 and I, I want to play multiplayer with you. And I'm like, Andy, you're nuts because you know how we both get during games, even if they're co-op. Like, just the, the possibilities for jackassery in a co-op Portal game. Yeah, but Dave, remember when Portal first came out? We yeah. had just recorded an episode. You had Portal on your computer. And yeah. we, the two of us together were trying to figure out some oh, yeah. of the challenge maps. I remember that. Because we were sitting there going like, wait, can we do this? Can we do this? This was back when we recorded at my apartment. Yes. But even so, I'm not saying that we wouldn't sit down and try and figure it all out. Oh. But we would also be complete to utter jackasses to each other. Now, you see, if, if it's a co-op game, I don't want to be a jackass to you because... That you you wouldn't at one point just be you know uh, uh, tempted to change the exit of the portal. No, yeah, it, it's going to come down to that to where it's like you're going to get halfway through it, and then one of you is going to get bored, and just you know just to break it up a little bit, you're going to screw over the other guy just to have some laughs, and then they're going to want to screw over you, and then it's going to go back and forth, back and forth, and then by, before you know it, you're on level one, and you're still just jacking with each other, and you still don't know how the game ends. Yeah, I'm not that much of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, really, in co-op mode, you only need one person to be a dick and one person to start the chain reaction. And then it just all fails. That's all you need. What What have we learned from more games? The only way to win is to not play that game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's So you, you just don't be a dick, and then that's you, you win. You, you wish. <laughs> well, you don't actually win because you have to beat the game in order to win, but... They are. Um, there's actually a pretty good explanation in because uh, I get Game Informer and it's around here somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where, but there was actually a pretty decent write up of the uh, co-op mode. Okay. It, it seems that one of you is a uh, a turret and the other one is one of those balls that you what? that Gladys. Is. Yeah, it's weird. You'll you'll have to see the picture. Okay, I'm I... beginning to very seriously doubt co-op mode now. Yeah, that that doesn't sound right well, to me. If <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. But then again, it's Valve, so you know they'll probably figure out. Some they've way got to make they've it. got arms and legs and stuff. Let's see if I can find a picture of the two of them. It was in. Well, now I'm just getting pictures of all of original Portal stuff. No, I'll tell you what would be actually really cool if they kind of incorporated a, a Left 4 Dead kind of thing if they're doing that. Like, where, like, one of you is the ball, one of you is the turret, and yeah, you're standing in one place, but, like, you're in a massive multiplayer map where, like, another person is the good guy trying to run through it, and your objective is to just kill them. Now, and so the ball can, like, follow them and lead them to where the turret is, where it's cornered, and then bam. Well, I think these things have arms and legs. So it's instead of like, because you know how you were shell in the in the first game. Yeah. I think you're, it's just your character image is when it's like a turret. These things have been built together for some odd reason. It it it's it just go try and find a picture somewhere of them. I can't find one at the moment. It seems my Google foo has been um, foiled. Tested. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was there any announce about episode three? Nope. Or episode two, like, no, Half-Life 2, episode three. Nope. Ed, no announcement about it. As as much as I hate to say it, don't keep your hopes up. Yeah. I honestly, I honestly, but at this point now, think Valve has just said, well, we're making so many other games that are making us money, Half-Life, we don't really need to do anymore. And I, I hate to say it, because I love Valve, and I love that series, but I honestly think it's 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 now officially vaporware. Yep. There, well, no, I, I think they'll come out with it. I, I highly doubt it. they're going to leave it at that. Yeah. It's, However, what they are doing, and this will make some people very, very happy, is moving Steam to the Mac. 
Yay. <laughs> Clearly, and it's that's not, not that's making not, anyone here happy. It's not, it's not a matter of happiness. It's just okay. It's, well, it's, it's, it, it makes the Mac a viable gaming platform. Just that one move. Woohoo. They're forgetting the whole thing that they still cost $1,500 for something that I can get for 500 on a PC. Yes. So, woohoo. Congratulations, Mac owners. You now have Steam, and you can play good games finally. <laughs> it... It either A seems like this is way too behind the times. Yeah, that's exactly what that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not knocking the fact that it's on there. I mean, great for them, seriously. But it's it's something that probably should have happened a long time ago. It's yeah. It's like you think of you think of gaming, you think of PCs. It's just the way it is. Yep. You, and that's uh, Steve Jobs' fault, actually. Oh yeah, I could see that. He had chances to court gamers, and he said, "Like fuck that, we don't need them. <laughs> We've got all the hipsters." Yep. And then he started realizing, oh, wait, hipsters nowadays are gamers. Um, hey, gamers! Andy, what's the answer to question nine? Uh, what's the question? What was the answer to question two? Uh, it's the one in the upper right. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> are you still playing the impossible quiz? <laughs> I've had it sitting here. I haven't done anything until that last little bit. I still haven't figured out ex- uh, answer 21, the deal or no deal. So I'm just I'm just letting you know. So we all talked about the Ubisoft uh, DRM that must be connected to the Internet at all times. Yes. And it seems at one point the authentication servers crashed. Yeah. Oops. Which means which the- means everyone who had pirated the game. Yes. Could still play it. Yes. Yep. But everyone who had legally purchased the game was locked out. Yep. Oops. <laughs> We've got a great solution for DRM. We're just going to have you force you to connected to the internet at all times. Oh, that's no problem because we'll have all our stuff up and running, and it'll be great. On a server that's also connected to the internet that has 4chan. It 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 honestly seems like this was just like something. It was almost like a Murphy's Law where something could go wrong. It will. Right. Oh, well, no, that no. With with the whole setup of them saying that they were gonna go and put it straight on, so that you have to be connected to the internet at all times. And we actually talked about this over at the new episode of the Epic Default Podcast, which we're back up and running. There's my plug. <gasps> uh, Sorry, uh, shameless plug. Well, yeah. no, I'm just more shocked that there's another episode coming up. Yeah, we actually they actually have another one recorded. I'm just waiting on Anthony's track. Anyway, off the topic there. Um, they talked about it on episode 28. Um, and they also went into it on episode 29 about what I'm saying here is that. They they brought it, you know, when they brought this on to themselves, there, there's still a lot of places out there that are heavily into gaming that don't have good internet connections. Yeah. Like Oz says and we back brought in his, that up when we talked about this. Yeah, and so they having a constant internet connection is still rather big of a problem. And it seems like everyone out there except for Ubisoft knew this. <laughs> and so it's it's only inevitable that the people that the vocal minority majority whatever on the internet who knew how to hack things would go like, "Well, if you don't believe us and you don't see that this could be a major problem, code 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 code, deal with that bitches." Well, and that's pretty much what happened. You know what's what's kind of funny? It, it's a very uh, appropriate thing, I guess, that it was their server that you know gave up and surrendered. Yeah. Well, to, to kind of play French slightly, I, I I don't get the French joke, Dave. Sorry. The server gave <laughs> up and surrendered. Oh. Ubisoft is a French company. Oh. What, Dave? Welcome to two thousand one. 
What? Huh? 2001? Yeah, 2001. There was like, well, was it 2002? You know, the American fries, whatever, freedom fries kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I know it's been a joke that that French give up all the time for a long time, but that was like, it was played out after 9-11. That's what I'm saying. No, dude. I, I was making fun of French well before 9-11, and I will continue to make fun of the French. For all of our French listeners, Dave's email is at gmail.com. Oh, don't put my, you, depolatearapodcast.net. Find that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Leap that All out. All right. 2850. Okay. Mm, I'm tempted if I, I want to... I will put my depolay at rapodcast.net one out Okay. This is now making me very tempted to screw with you two now. <laughs> Please don't. It's been a long week. <laughs> I still... Why has it been such a long week, Andy? Well, with work and running and... You drive for your job, right? Yes, but it's still eight-hour days. And I still, I'm starting to run more miles with everything, and it's been a long week. As soon as I'm done with this, I'm, I'm not even going to be able to edit this today because I'm working out on the PowerPoint, and then I have to take my car into the shop because I have to get there before 5. So it's, it's lots of things that are going on. I was going to – but, okay, what I was trying to get at before the French um, came – was the fact that what I always feel is people are almost always resistant to change. Yes. They have a certain system set up. They're okay with it. But as you know, we are lagging behind, as we've talked about, the rest of the world with internet connections. If we force people a, a reason for them to be connected, wouldn't that be a positive thing to get more people connected to the internet? It's a good, it's a good point. But the thing is, though, is that most of the people who don't have good connections, they can't control the fact that they don't have good connections. It's not a choice that they don't have good connections. It's the simple fact that the infrastructure isn't there. To which the, the cable company, isn't laid. Yeah, a video game company, if they do something like that, the natural psyche isn't going to be, oh well, we should go to our governments to to tell uh, to, to tell them, hey, we need better infrastructure so we can play this game. They're going to go to the video game and say, hey, our governments don't have the infrastructure yet. Can you wait? Because it wouldn't the easy, even be the government because the the cable is privatized. Yeah, huh. so it'd be going to like Comcast or. Time Warner and saying, hey, if you want to play this game, lay cable down. Yeah, that, and so that's one of those theories where on paper, yeah, it would be an awesome idea if more game companies did that because then it would force people to get better connections. But the fact is, well, as you've discussed on this podcast so many times, cable companies don't care. Nope. They only care about their shareholders and making money. Exactly. <sighs> okay, what's next? Future of MS Live Anywhere? Yeah. So, you know, years ago when the 360 came out and the Zoom was coming out, Microsoft was going on about this live anywhere. Yeah, thing. where they had games for Windows live and such. Right. Well, this is kind of the Actually, evolution of that and where it should be going. I always like to think that when they wrote this down, the whole press release for it, they actually meant to be live anywhere as in, hey, you can live anywhere, not live anywhere. And people started saying it like that. So they started saying, um, um, okay, I uh, guess I, we'll I, have that. I think they wanted it actually live anywhere. Uh, because when you see this, it, it makes sense as live anywhere. Uh, what this is, is it's a game written once with minor changes to the code for three different platforms. So, you know, lower resolution sprites, uh, different calls to the input, things like that. But it's the, the core of the game was written once, and it works on a Windows Phone 7 series on a 360 and a PC, and they all have an active connection to the internet, and it saves the state from all three and can move between them. So in other words, you could play something on your PC, save it, say I want to play on the console for a little bit, play, pick up the same game on the 360. On the console, right where you left off. 
And then one of your and one then, of your friends calls you up and says, "Hey, do you want to go to the movies?" You'd be like, "Okay." And while you're waiting for the bus or the train or something, you could continue playing it on your phone. Yes. Hmm. If it works. Well, it works in this demo. But yeah, but that's 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 a demo where all the variables are controlled. Right. Right. I mean, this is years off, but they have a tech demo. It works. Okay. So here's the question: A game on my PC is different. Th- Okay, a good game on my PC. Like, let's take StarCraft, for example. Yeah. That thrives on the PC. Moving it to the console, it's not going to be good. And then even trying to move that to my phone, it's not going to be good either. But a game on the console, that's really good. Um... Hmm. What's what's a good console game? Assassin's Creed. Okay, well, Assassin's Creed 2. That was a pretty decent console, especially with just the four buttons. Because you had the ones for the arms, off-arm, and then the legs, and... It worked just with that simple right. control scheme. The control scheme on the computer itself is going to be way too complicated for that. And then on the on the why wait why does the control scheme on the computer have to be any more complicated? Well, you have a full keyboard. You don't need to use the. Full I know, keyboard. but the full keyboard is still going to be there. So even though you're only going to be using four keys, like the W A S and D, it's still. You have this huge keyboard, lots of keys. It's going to be... It's complicated to look I, at. I, I fail to see how... Yes, it's complicated to look at, but not to use. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to go with the point that there are good games at each platform, and sometimes those games are not going to gel easily. They're going to have to play it for the lowest common denominator, which most likely is going to be the phone. But are you going to want to sit and play... Uh, what's like... Um, Dave, what, what type of phone game do you have on your Android or in your G1? Uh, not much. Although I do have a couple fun ones. Uh, Would you? I, I just cleared it out because I installed Voice Plus Beta, so I, I don't remember what I had on it. But a game on that little tiny screen, would you want that blown yeah. up to the 60-inch flat screen? or Andy? Yes. Puzzle Quest. Okay. Puzzle Quest was originally a DS yes. game, yes. right? Then it was ported to the PC and the 360. Okay, you have a point there. There are games where it works. It's not going to blow up the screen. It re-renders it. You have different rendering stuff. Okay. So it's 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 not a direct port, but... No, you, you have different resources for all three okay. of them. Better graphics, higher res, stuff like that. Okay. So, but is the game... Okay, Puzzle Quest works fine because it's a simple gameplay that you can go across all genres, well, all platforms. There's not many other ones like that. Other than, like, the, the simple pop cap sort of games. Yes? I don't know. Think about, like, uh, Civ. Okay, yes. Right? You could you could do Civ like that. You could simplify it down. The graphics aren't that important to it. No, they're not really that important. The menu system might be different. Yes. The way you issue orders could be different. But at the core, you could pro- you could distill Civ down to something that could run on a phone. Hmm. I don't, it's an interesting idea, and I hope it works. Because, the, hey, more choices is the better. Yep. But, or if, if you want a larger example, look at Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed Mobile. They made a mobile version. Uh, they made an iPhone version. Uh, well, they did that with Mass Effect uh, as well. And you can actually unlock some stuff in Mass Effect 2 by playing the uh, iPhone Mass Effect version. Hmm, I did not know that. You're not uh, going to be playing exactly the same game, but you could be playing the same game from a different perspective. So I'm going to break the fourth wall of my comment on this, so you guys stop me if I say something that's been said before because I've been writing an email and editing an article over on Epic Eve about doing this topic. 
<laughs> so I kind of spaced out. Um, the only thing that I see is that I think it's pointless for it to go from PC to console or console to PC because they're both in your home. If you're going to play it on one, you're going to play it on one. But going from either of those to the phone, I think is a great idea. I mean, mm. I did hear you guys say that the games would be rather different, but I, for me, as long as the gameplay is there, I've always said this, as long as the gameplay is there, I don't care about the graphics. It's scoring gameplay is the number, number well, one or two things let's, for me. Let's so. look at it this way, though. What if you only have to buy it once and it has multiplayer and you prefer to play it on the PC, but you got two or three friends coming over? Didn't think of it that way. That's actually, okay. Oh, I, I see it there. That only really works if you only have to buy it once, though. Right. Hmm. Well, I, hmm. It, it, it's an interesting thing. We should see where it goes with that. Cause I, yep. But I remember it still, sometimes it was also tried on the Dreamcast, because I remember the, uh, the little memory controls were like the little, they looked like little like Tamagotchi sort of things. Right. So you were supposed to bring, you were like able to bring your saves and your characters and stuff like yes. that. Yes. And then there was also some games that had an extra component that was with, that was right. in the memory controller. And it, it didn't work out no. so well. But for that, you did have to have a hard connection. You had to have the memory controller plugged into the Dreamcast, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. This is all through the web. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see where it happens. Speaking of through the web, I was a, an ass and posted another topic without telling anyone. Damn it, Dave. <laughs> now I have to refresh. That doesn't matter to me. I haven't even looked the topic page once. <laughs> nice. Oh, on live. Debuts in June. 15 bucks a month? Yep. Wonder what game? Plus more for the game. Oh, plus more for the games. An undisclosed amount for the game. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I said it. I think I said it. My comic perfectly in uh, the epic news post that's hopefully coming out this Saturday on Epic Default. Uh, we'll ba- finally be able to fake like we'll be able to run Crisis. Please note, ability to run Crisis may not be included with the service. Yep. <laughs> that said, yeah, it might be, and who knows? Maybe it'll run Crisis too, which well, evidently I, looked beautiful. Well, though the funny thing is, is that I've uh, I listen to the IGN podcast a lot because I think that they're actually just really funny and. It's IGN, so they're actually rather informative of what's going on in gaming. And uh, one of the guys there, the office, got like the top of the line, like brand new, top of the line, everything computer. Still can't run Crisis on full full graphics and everything. Hmm. Wow! Like the newest of the new Alienware best gaming PC that you probably see at like professional gaming. Still can't run Crisis, hmm. which I just I think is just absolutely funny. Is that game has become the bar the benchmark that, yeah that everyone is trying to get and it's what now two three years, years old three years yeah two years two three years old and no one's still been able to figure out how to get that which just makes me wonder how they even programmed it that well I, I well hang on I mean there's a difference between running crisis at full power and stressing the hell out of the machine with crisis at full power I'm sure it can run crisis at full power can it render a thousand barrels or a million barrels exploding at once probably not but I'm sure it can run through the normal game at full power by now. I think that's I think that's what he said is that it's still like there is still like laggy stuff that's just kind of like annoying uh, enough that it's it you, you just bring down the graphics just a tad, but it like to get like the full blown full. Uh, full uh, frame rate, all that kind of stuff wouldn't really work, which I, I just thought that was funny. And yeah, you give me any computer. With, and now they're thinking about coming out with a new Crisis and a new Crisis engine. And it's yeah. just like, <laughs> but your look, first Johnny, one's already perfect. Johnny, you give me any computer, I can give you a, a Crisis map that will destroy it. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's an unfair benchmark. I, I just... I'm kind of surprised that it's $15 just to be allowed to use it. Well, but that's actually pretty cheap. Compared to what? Buying a computer. Okay. 
$15 a month. Let's say you buy a mid-level PC, $500. Yes. How long does it take to pay off $500 at $15 a month? Uh, 33 months. Which is about two, three years. Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter plus. 33? Andy, is, is, uh, well, 33 and change. Yeah, so it's two months and change shy of 36, which is three years. Which is about the time that you probably need to update and buy a new computer anyway. I think I mean, $15 a- is a pretty reasonable price. Yeah, and I think that's the funny thing about on live is that is that even though it's it's I don't know I kind I kind of find it stupid that you're paying fifteen dollars a month for the service and then you actually have to quote unquote buy the games, mm-hmm. but the fact is is that you could take pretty much any PC now that has a decent internet connection and a decent streaming uh, video card uh, and pretty much play any game out there on that computer almost and not worry about it. And yeah, and not worry about it. That's actually, you know, pretty good. I mean, the lag is going to pro- might might be a problem. There's been some issues I've heard about about it be, still being kind of laggy with it with the send and receive stuff. Um, but I mean, still being able to just buy one computer once, even a netbook, like for three hundred dollars, and then that's your gaming. And that's PC. all you need. Yeah, and that's all. Yeah, and and you don't need to upgrade it every three years. Yeah, and I mean, it's a, it's a great idea. It's just one. It's once again, the comment is if it works. Yep. All right. So here's the question: Is it just renting, or am I able to purchase games? Don't know. They have not announced their uh, their business plan for the game. Okay. This is just they've announced when it's coming out, and they've announced the subscription plan just to become a member of yeah. okay 15 bucks a month which really isn't that bad you pay that for world of warcraft yes but i don't have to pay 15 dollars a month on top of paying something to play world of warcraft so right granted you are paying for an internet connection but as you well. had to pay for your computer yeah in the first place yeah so dave why is everything game developers know wrong yeah, it's a very good question. Uh, Sid Meier, Sid Meier just gave a the keynote at the uh, GDC Game Developers Conference, yes. uh, and he stood yeah. up and said, "Everything you all know about game development is wrong. Uh, that game developers are focusing too much on quote hard facts, math, science, and historical research instead of the psychology of the developer-player interaction." And he uses a lot of examples from, of course, Civilization, which is a very, very <coughs> very successful game and he goes over some of the problems that they had and why it was so successful and how they were looking at the interaction how many difficulty levels does Civ have eight how many difficulty levels does uh like assassin's creed have i'm not sure how many difficulties did assassin's creed have it's probably i don't think assassin's creed had any maybe it did well okay i don't think think it did but there's normally there's normally three you have the easy mode you have the normal mode and you have the hard mode yeah so he's saying like that is is stupid that why shouldn't you have a ton of these difficulty levels because people always want to challenge themselves and which developer said which developer said oh well that would take more time to code and cost more money and bullshit well i mean that's that's, little time that would take no 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 i agree with you dave i'm just saying is that's what the developer's saying which which in essence would would exactly accent what Sid Meier is trying to get across. Yeah, that I'm, I'm not sure if, if any developer would go up to Sid Meier and say, no, that, that no. Yeah, Sid Meier says jump, they all say how high. Sid Meier is basically playing the hipster who's right here. In other yeah. words, he basically told them, you all you all have gone too commercial. You've, get, you've missed what the point what gaming yeah you've missed what gaming started out to be which is essentially an art form and is something to entertain people and yep. now you're just in there to make the money yeah so it's pretty cool and and it's an article worth reading i want to go to gdc <laughs> well it, it's already happened so you have to i next year i, I want to go to gdc okay i probably won't be able to go to gdc mm. <laughs> 
not being a game developer, I, I might have a hard time getting into GDC. Uh, you, you could go as press. You never know. They might let you. Yeah, I, I get pl- to tax as press. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's the thing is I think podcasting has become a, a very much respected medium in 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 the game gaming culture, both yep. for developers and players and, and news media. So I think just by saying, hey, I have a podcast. I mean, Andy could, got an invitation to E3. Mm-hmm. Again. Nice. I would still need to get all of the actual uh, backup information to actually be registered, like tax IDs and letterheads and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. yeah. But then, hey, if I get a tax ID, then we can start actually going to like conventions and conferences. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of just being able to uh, write off meetings and such. And the hundred dollars a year for the website. Uh, website. Yeah. All right. So, Dave, how how what exactly is ten twenty four bit, and how is it hacked? Ten twenty four bit RSA encryption. Yes. Is is a method of encrypting data, transferring it across a network or storing a file. Uh, it's it, it's a private key based encryption. So you've got a password to decrypt. Okay. And some researchers over here in Ann Arbor at the University of Michigan figured out how to crack it. Uh, to brute force it, I think the, the worst case brute force takes 1,500 years. Oh, okay. That's, uh, that will take a while. I mean, you, you can brute force it, but it, it would take a long, long, long time. They figured out a method of getting the password. In how long? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't read anywhere in there that they... <laughs> They had a time. Um, Dave, it's short. Dave, U of M yeah. researchers were able to extract the private key in approximately 100 hours. Okay, well there you go. So four days. Yeah. Instead of 1500 years. Yes. They starved the chip. They starved the chip. They reduced the voltage to the chip. Okay. And somehow, using the the lower voltage, and you know, because it's a lower voltage, it operates slower. That's what overclocking your computer is—is is just increasing the voltage going to the chip. Uh, so it errored once per cycle. They were able to extract the private key. Oh, so the, it's basically like if somebody starts bugging me when I'm tired or something, I would I might make a mistake. I really don't know. All I know is that it, it they cracked it. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking of like human equivalent where if you tire somebody, it's like one of the interrogation techniques is where you disrupt their sleep yeah. cycle. So they start to get slightly delirious because they, they're they not sleeping well. So they'll start to make mistakes and start to be easier to interrogate. So this is basically the same thing. You start what you said, starving the chip. So it will start to make mistakes and then you can figure out what the mistakes are. And from that, get your answers. I'm guessing. Uh, just say yes. Possibly, but yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. We sh- Sounds good. We should- yes, Andy. That's that's correct. Uh, smile and nod. Smile and nod. Well, we have a bunch of people you could contact at U of M to explain this to us at some point. Uh, yeah. Contact Nicole Kessel. Perhaps I should send a message to them. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Next week on the Random Access Podcast, yeah. we investigate what the hell that topic was last week. <laughs> well, hey, we got to get something ready for two weeks from now. It's going to be very hard to record when I'm in Boston. Oh, good point. And I've got the five. Fast. I've got the five K next week too. Jeez. And then you're in Boston, and then we have a normal week, and then I've got. I'm over in Dearborn for the ten K. Yeah. Craziness. I'll be in Boston on the twenty seventh. I'm getting so pissed that I chose this year not to go to PAX East. Sorry, man. Because no, because it's like it's literally like everything that I wanted at PAX Prime is showing up at PAX East. Like what? The like Jam the Space. Proto- jam Space. The Proto Men. Uh, what else? What else was was there that I've that I've seen some stuff on? Um, Team Base the megathon like the ign uh podcast doing a live thing there i mean like literally almost any everything that i have said in my mind is like you know it'd be cool would make pax prime even better if they had this 
this and this. Pax East is getting. And I'm just like, what, what the – come on. <laughs> Go yell at heels. It's his fault. We discussed this last week. <laughs> If you have a problem, just yell at heels. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Hey, got me into the BYOC. Oh, you're, you're in? <laughs> I'm in. Nice. I talked to Red. He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Not only am I in, I organized the uh, IRC BYOC ah. because no one had done that yet because there weren't enough people from IRC going to the BYOC. Yeah, I actually, I actually brought this up in IRC about, about is it wrong to be pissed off at a convention and they all like, not unless you're a con- it, it is wrong unless you are a convention. It's like, okay, well, then I'll just be a hipster and say I was at PAX before it was cool. <laughs> someone, and then someone shot me down with that and said PAX is already cool. It's like, you know what I mean? Just let me be a hipster. <laughs> PAX has always been cool. No, the only way you could say that is if you said I was at PAX before it was PAX. Because that was with it. But it's always been PAX. No, because it was <laughs> it was the, the Wombocom or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. Necrowombocon. Yeah. yeah. So, speaking of other universities, Caltech has discovered a new way of creating solar cells. Ooh. They convert 15 to 20% of the energy into sunlight and electricity. So, that's basically on par with the normal silicon cells right now. But yeah. these materials that they're using now will require just 1% of the materials used today. Hmm. So, that's actually... That 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 is very good, <laughs> and the stuff is also flexible, so you could put it on nice. some sort of uh, oh, so you could make like it into weave it onto a blanket or yeah. something, or you could make or you could make it into architecture. So you could build an entire building with that has a facade of solar panels, basically. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Not entirely useful on a day like today up no. here. No, <laughs> it's gray and raining. I'm not sure there's even a shadow of anything at this point. But still, it's it's on par at the twenty percent right now, and it t- only uses is one percent of the materials yeah it's, that's pretty good so i'm impressed with that. <laughs> i am as well which is why i had to put it on here i'm like wait what they, are they serious but yeah so there we go that could be the future of uh solar panel solar panels now solar panels. yes solar panels yes okay uh looks like we have something from stardock yep and random house it seems that Random House and Starduck and I... Did I put the right link? Yeah, I thought I did. Yeah, Elemental Game yeah. book coming from. Um, I got to play around with Elemental uh, at PAX Prime. It, it was interesting. I'm excited to see if they've improved it for PAX East. Well, they're working with Random House, which is the, the big publishing group, to uh, create the story for Elemental War of Magic. And Random House will also publish the novel, which takes place in the same world as Elemental. Cool. So they're actually getting... What's with all these? These game and book deals. I, I don't know. Like they, there was the the Halo books. Yep. There's uh the Empire series by Orson. Well, not by Orson Scott Card, but with Orson Scott Card. It's. I, I guess they're actually Shadow Complex. They're trying to get actual writers to write stories for video games. Good. Give them something to do. <laughs> Give us better stories that they're not designing yeah. a story around gameplay anymore. Yeah. Well, but I mean, that is how it used to be, right? You, you build the but, game and then you say, okay, what story can we put to this? That is how it is still, essentially. I mean, Bungie's even come out and said it. It's like, that's that's why our Halo games are, are apparently, quote unquote, suck. is because we don't write the story and then put the gameplay in it. We come up with the gameplay aspects of each level or each encounter or whatever. And then we give it to our writers and say, here, write a story in which this fits. <laughs> See, I'm just thinking back to when, like, the entirety of the game story was told in the instruction booklet. Or you're just thinking of games that, yeah, that don't really have us, like, asteroids. (laughs) Asteroids, you could make your own story. You are a triangle. Do not get hit by giant rocks. Go play. 
Yeah. I was actually really, I was actually really surprised. By the way, I've, I'm getting to really love my job at Target because they've now finally put me into the electronic section. Nice. So I get to handle all the games and stuff like that. So the past two weeks, I've seen games come out. Like we have games in our stock room that don't come out. So I like I've had my hands on a copy of God of War Three already. Oh. Um, <laughs> hey Johnny, got, want to break speed date? <laughs> <laughs> I've been very, very much tempted to, and I actually almost did because I got the first the first day I was actually in electronics. We got a. Battlefield Bad Company, and they put it on the truck and put it out there for us to put it on on the shelves. And so I'm like, okay, I'm putting it on the shelves. And for about an hour or so, I had it on the shelf, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, this game doesn't come out for another week. And I checked the little street date, and yeah, sure enough, the game doesn't come out for another week. <laughs> okay, that's awful. Off the shelf. Oh, I remember those red but, trucks. Oh, but I was I was really surprised actually because I I've seen a I I was able to 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 look at a copy of Final Fantasy 13 before it came out and its instruction booklet is about half the size of the case. <laughs> yeah, oh it's huge. Something you don't see anymore. I have it right here. It is enormous. <laughs> I just don't remember when the the video game boxes were actually like full size before they got cut down to the uh, size of the DVD box of the disc. Yeah. Well, they used to be big enough for the uh, the five and a half, what, five and a quarter, five and a half inch floppies. Well, I still I still have my uh, instruction manual for uh, Starcraft, the original one. That's the big eight and a half by eleven, like giant instruction manual. Where everything's nice and blown up. So what what else do we have on the list? Uh, oh, Microsoft. Somebody at Microsoft, a VP, said that we should have a tax to clean computers. Huh. By by basically have a tax, have all of us basically pay a little bit to try and combat botnets and spam and everything else like that. I don't know. Interesting. It, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I I don't think I, I approve of that. Yeah. It it well, I could see where it would be good. Where hey, everybody could help out a little bit to solve the major problems. Right. But yeah, I don't think the. Uh, I don't think it would work well. I know that I know the uh, ISPs are most likely not going to want to do anything with that until they're required to. They're like, wait, we have to spend money to try and clean up the network. That means more money and less profits. Yep. I still think that every once in a while people should have like a internet driver's license. Yeah, but who'd regulate that? Who would regulate the driver's license? The uh, yeah. Oh, who would? I mean, before we get an internet driver's license, can we have one to vote? Yeah. <laughs> to, to vote, to vote right. what? On the internet? No, to, to vote. It kind of flies in the face of the idea of, of a free country and everyone gets a vote. But eh. let's get well, off of this topic. Speaking of constitutional stuff. Yes. What? Jack Thompson. What? Oh, no. Is still around and kicking. He's not dead yet. And he, no, he's he doing now. Uh, he's actually Did agreeing it? with the ESA. Really? Yeah. He's I mean, agreeing it's own, with. It's for his own nefarious purposes, I'm sure. But Rhode Island just passed uh, a piece of legislature, or is passing a piece of legislature to ban the selling of mature games to underage kids. All well and good, sort of, because it's not constitutional. <laughs> when Jack Thompson uh, says a video game law is unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. It's not going to work. No. But he is – well, he's saying that like the the bill as it stands is is completely unconstitutional. It won't survive a court challenge, nor should it. Uh, and that well, he's he would, working with the Rhode Island legislature to come up with a bill that is. Well, A, he would know. B, that's exactly what his nefarious purpose is. He saw that someone was passing that. It's like, wait, no, that, that that's my job. No, <laughs> th- th- shooting this down – 
so that and he can step becomes, in. Yeah, and, and yeah, basically but that said, thing. at the same time, he is now on record. He came out and said, this bill is wrong. And like I said, he would know. Yeah, after having written many of them himself. Yeah. <laughs> so JT is still around. He's still working. And actually, you know, I've got to, I've got to say something about this. I've actually been really surprised once again working at Target uh, because I've always thought – that the whole reason we're in this mess with the Jack Thompsons and all this stuff in the world is because people aren't good parents. Like, they don't know what's going on or anything like that. Right. So when, when – and I've had a few times where parents have come in and they have their eight, nine-year-old kid and the kid wants to get Modern Warfare 2. And I look at them like, you really want to get it for them? And they're like, yeah, it's supposed to be a great game. I'm like – yeah, it is. But then I explain what it is to them, and I've gotten, and most of the time I've gotten one of one of two responses: either A, always oh, played games like that before, and we watch them and we play it with them, which is awesome, which is what you should do if you're going to have it to kids that low, or B, they look at me and go, "Really? That's what's in here? Yeah. So how about you get Avatar instead?" <laughs> well, I still remember which I still remember when I was which is made. Go. Uh, I was going to say which which makes me feel very good about the state of 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 people looking in video games. That as long, at least at least people will listen, and they're not just right. gonna, and they're not just going to go. But at the same time, it, it would be better if they were more informed. And what you might want to do talk to your management and see about printing up some of those esrb flyers oh we have we have, that's just a great thing about target is all over target all over the game section they have it plastered say know what the ratings are know what the systems are here's the website to go to this is the general consensus like general very short summary of what each of the ratings mean cool and people don't i, I usually have to point to it but at least what what makes me what makes me feel good is that people are willing to be informed they either just don't know how or yeah. or, or want Served to them, and which that is, is which, perhaps which, a, a victory for Jack Thompson and a well-deserved one. Uh, I still remember when I was substitute teaching in some of the middle schools, where people, all the kids, I could hear them like talking about something. Like, wait a second, you guys are talking about GTA Four, and they're like, "Yeah, it's an awesome game." And I'm like, "You, sh- you're not eighteen no. yet." <laughs> they're like, "Well, I got Modern Warfare too," and I'm like, "You're not eighteen yet." And they just, I'm just telling me all the games they have, and I'm just sitting there going. Do your parents know what you're doing? Because that's that. Yeah. Oh, one of the most interesting ones was it actually. This actually just happened on Thursday for me. There was a woman who come in who was buying a bunch of games for her 11 year old, and they were all mature rated games. I think she got she got a she was wanting to get the God of War series, the collector's edition stuff, uh, Modern Warfare, Assassin's Creed, all that stuff. And I told her, "Is like, well, who's this for? Oh, it's for my 11 year old kid. Well, you do know that this stuff's violent, right?" She goes, "Yeah, he plays that stuff." He plays that stuff all the time with with my husband. We play with him, and I'm like, oh, okay, well that's that's a good thing. He's like, yeah, actually, this really this kind of ga- these kind of games really help my kid because he has high focus aut- autism, and this is mm-hmm. what he's latched onto. So it it helps him develop his motor skills and develop all the skills that he needs to be a, to be a. a uh, what's the word? I'm, the phrase of society. For. Exactly, and and but we're with them every step of the way to show them, hey, you know this 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 isn't real. This is just a game, and not only that, but video games have been a part of their family like ever since they were a family. Like she's telling me how she has the Atari uh, original, still working Atari twenty six hundred. <laughs> Nice. And so, I mean, like, and so, like, that was, like, when I, when I met her, I told her right then and there, I was like, there need to be more people out there who are just like you. <laughs> Aww. So. <laughs> All right, we should hit the random right. topic, because we are. 
Oh damn! Why? Sorry. What do you want? What do you want to? Well, we we haven't announced the Sony Move. It's it's Sony's version of the Wii Remote. Yeah, and then there's this uh, crowdsourced quake sensor, like earthquake sensor. Uh, it uses all the accelerometers in laptops. I was gonna say, isn't that called Twitter? <laughs> No, no, no. This one's even harder to fool because it looks at, at all the laptops in an area, and if they're all showing like severe shaking, then it knows there's an earthquake there. Actually, when I was I was doing research on earthquakes in Seattle just to see how big of a problem it is up there, like how much I need to be prepared, like so I can prepare myself for it. Um, and I found on the USGA website is that they're actually utilizing Twitter to yep, to know we covered where- that. <laughs> oh yes, yes we did. We've already covered that. I didn't mean Way that. to listen to our show, Johnny. I'm, I've, I've got like 80 podcasts that I'm going through right now, all right? so Yes, we, we have covered the, the Twitter source uh, earthquake detection. So random okay. topic. Fine, then. By oh, the by way, the way Brett, 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 Farber Stone, Brett Farber Stone over seven and a half million interceptions there, ha. Huh? Yes, in ESPN, or in uh, Madden. Damn it, Dave, I'm just... Ha, 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 ha. So random topic. Random topic. I rolled ahead of time. One thing to note, Johnny, before while well, Andy's rolling for the random topic, is uh, Seattle buildings are not built to California earthquake code. I know that. That's why. That's why I was, California. Yeah, I know that. That's why I was trying to say, okay, what do I need to be prepared? Like, what are the, yeah. what are the materials I need to worry about picking up and stuff? Random topic. Favorite Muppet. Thanks, Dave. Hello, <laughs> Andy. Favorite Muppet. Dave? Gonzo. Gonzo? Gonzo. By far. But with the whole chicken thing or what? Although the, the Swedish chef does come into uh, a close second. Oh. But Gonzo. Frank Oz, I think, is, is my favorite Muppeteer, and Gonzo is my favorite Muppet. Frank Oz, I think, is everyone's favorite Muppeteer, minus Jim Henson. What? I don't know, man. Frank Oz did Yoda. Well, that's what I mean. Is that is that? I think Frank Oz is everyone's favorite Muppeteer, even if they don't know he's he's their favorite Muppeteer. Yeah, but then you said minus Jim Henson. Well, yeah, because most of the people will go for Jim Henson automatically, and yeah. well deserved. I honestly think that that up until the last year, since Jim Henson died, the Muppets have gone downhill. But then, like someone discovered YouTube in the last couple of years, yep, and have made it absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, there was a new Christmas special that that ABC Family aired. Uh, during uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like that, where it was a, basically a Muppet's take on It's a Wonderful Life. Ooh. And it what and it wasn't like and it was like you know like the typical kitty kind of thing, but they were poking jabs at like the internet and NBC and stuff like that. I mean, it was it was classic, like hilarious. There's been a, a little bit of underground Muppet stuff because on YouTube they have uh, they had a whole series of little shorts. Yeah, and I mean it's like and it was basically like those little shorts all wrapped up into a movie. I mean, like, it still had the kitty aspect, which is what it's geared for, but it had like the jokes that, that people of our age and the parents could be watching it and laughing their ass off on it, which was just classic Muppets, which is exactly what Muppets started out to be, at least with the Muppet show. Andy, who's your favorite Muppet? Oh, hmm. I would have to, man, this is a tough one, because there's, you could go with the Manamana guy, I forgot what his actual name is, but I've always been a fan of uh, Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear is pretty good. Waka waka. I, my actual very, I'm not sure if we've discussed this before, but my very first, uh, I can still remember my very first Muppet, like, encounter. I forgot what show it was on, but it had Rolf the dog and Fozzie Bear playing a, a duet on the piano. I've got rhythm. Yep. I've got... No, no, they're, they're playing it. They're, they're both playing the piano at the same time. And oh, okay. Fozzie Bear loses his hat halfway through the song. And uh, Rolf goes and turns to Fozzie and goes, can you play Hatless? And Fozzie turns back and goes, I don't know, who's it by? 
<laughs> and that one moment with the Muppets, it just, it's literally ingrained yeah. in my system. And I'm just, for those two Muppets, Rolf the dog and Fozzie Bear, I, I just, there's a part of me that just goes, oh. Well, their those, interactions are, are always very good. Cause that, that, yeah, my, fa- my favorite Muppet show sketch was one where, where Rolf is playing the piano and Fozzie's singing and it's I've Got Rhythm. And Fozzie goes through half the song just completely off and everything like that. And Rolf stops the song and goes, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Picks out a pen, rewrites on the paper, gives it back to Fozzie, and he starts singing it and he sings it in like this he starts singing it like normally but then when he's, he's singing it he realizes what Rolf wrote and it's instead of I got rhythm he's like I don't got rhythm I don't, I don't have got... rhythm oh. who could ask for anything more we yeah some earplugs oh and then you got Statler and Waldorf and then yeah, yeah. That was going to be one of my groups out of the two. It was it was either them or Beaker and Bunsen. There have been a lot of like good comedy duos in the Muppets. Yep. And well, because it was Jim Henson and Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> oh man, because yeah, he had Kermit and Miss Piggy. That was I, Frank Oz I, and I, Jim. I, yeah. Rolf. Rolf was uh, Jim. Fozzie was Frank Oz. Beaker was. I, oh, Bert and Ernie were Frank and Oz, or Frank and uh, Jim. You guys have to uh, tell me if this counts or not. But Trekkie Monster from Avenue Q? No, no, that's no, not him. Not a Muppet? Nope. No, just a that's, puppet. Yes. I, I, if it was, if it was anything from Jim Henson, like I would accept Leonardo, any of the Ninja Turtles from the movies, because that's that's a Henson production. So technically, it's still a Muppet. But but Avenue Q is not uh, is not a Henson production, so it's not okay. technically a Muppet. Okay, they're just Avenue puppets. Q. Is, uh, yeah, Avenue Q is awesome, but they're not Muppets. Okay, well that's that's why I wanted to check. I still think, but although my favorite all-time sketch was uh, actually a Stotler and Waldorf uh, after sketch, where it's sort of like I want to call it a recursion kind of thing. It's I think Statler starts off by liking the sketch, <laughs> and Waldorf starts off by hating the sketch, and it's like a thirty-second thing where like. They they slowly come to meet each other in and opinions, then and then they slowly switch. So it's like I loved it, I hated it. Hey, it was okay. Oh, it wasn't too. There's bad. another one just like that where they both started hating it, and then by the end they're both cheering for more. Yeah, I, I always love when somebody took the audio from that one and flipped it around backwards, so it sounds like they're cheering, and then they're like, "Well, it was okay. Well, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. It had some parts I liked. I didn't like it. It was terrible. <laughs> Get it away! Boo boo." Oh, man. Muppets, man. Muppets. What are the Muppets up to now? I know Sesame Street's... Shorts for YouTube. Sesame Street's still going on. Yeah, that that whole uh, Beaker singing Queen was hilarious. Beaker singing uh, Beethoven's Nine. Gonzo directing the chickens in that same sort of way. Yep. There was a whole slew of them. It was really, really funny. We should wrap up. Yes, though. Johnny. Before we go, what would you like to? Um, Not that you already haven't, but you you do get one more chance. Uh, EpicDefault.com. We are actually now uh, uh, updating somewhat regularly. Yeah, and I have access to the site now. I can actually make a post. Yep, Sandra should be writing on it hopefully sometime soon. And uh, like I said in the last episode, I've got one more song to record for my uh, EP, and it'll be coming out. And I've been hearing some good feedback with some of the singles I've been sending off to other people, so it should be a really good, should be a really good uh, album. I'm actually getting being very much proud of it. So cool. I guess there's a new Muppet movie coming out. Hmm, really? Yeah. What's the title? Uh, it's currently called The Greatest Muppet, Mo- Muppet Movie Ever Made, I guess. Currently at the moment, that's what... Wow, that's humility. Well, it's done by uh, Jason Siegel. I guess he's, he's okay. going to be uh, in it. 
No, quite honestly, some like something must have happened that we just never that we just missed or we overlooked over the last couple of years. But the Muppets have seriously been like like back Coming on a back. roll to where yeah, like to where it's like the, their stuff is still geared towards kids. Because like after Henson died to a couple of years ago, it was pretty much just all kitty stuff, just kids, 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 kids. And then I guess with with what I'm terming as the nerd revolution, which I, we're kind of in the middle in, because if you notice, everything is just geared towards geeks and nerds now. Like that is the cool thing to be. Um, so they're seeing resurgence, and because of that, they're stepping up their game. I, so them saying it's the greatest Muppet movie ever, it might I'd be. be temp- uh, yeah, I'd be tempted to go and see and see what what happened with it. I still think I still think Kermit should be put the rest because Henson still is Kermit. I'm sorry, his his son does not have the right timbre, right? But they're definitely oh, well. keep keeping on with the comedy on it. So, oh, there's going to be a Halloween TV special with the Muppets coming in uh, October. Ooh. All right, the, we we should stop so Andy can get this down to an hour. <laughs> it's at an hour and twenty well, right now. Well, don't forget, really? there's that like five minutes of us playing the impossible. Yeah, games. you're right. That will disappear. Yeah. And don't forget to bleep out my email address. Yes, gmail.com. Oh, now I got it there too. Johnny, <laughs> damn it. Oh. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. See you next time. <laughs>